right away. Welcome back to an episode of the Fantasy Fallout podcast. We are very excited to pre- present today. This is our FFPC draft spectacular episode. We are doing a live draft in the FFPC. It is a 12-team PPR league with a one-and-a-half point per reception rule for tight ends. We are extremely excited. We got the number three overall pick, and tonight's episode will be live. This is our live reactions as the draft is going on. We're completely unfiltered, and it is going to be a blast. Look forward to this episode, and make sure to watch right into the end. Welcome back to a very special episode of the Fantasy Fallout Podcast. It is FFPC Draft Night. Brandon and I are running a joint team. We have the number three overall pick. And Brandon, I believe we were very excited when we got that email last night saying what our pick was. Uh, Obviously, top three, very, very important to get one of those top tier running backs. And this one should be a fun one, don't you think? Yep. Yep, uh, probably would not have chosen any slot over the number three slot besides one point or 1.01 for Christian McCaffrey. So we're feeling very good right now. Uh, and we even like kind of how this looks uh, in rounds two, three, four, and five here, shooting yep. out at this slot. So feeling Slicing. very comfortable today. This is, I think this team is going to turn out very well by the end. Uh, Before we get into this draft, we're recording about 10 minutes out before the draft because we wanted to go over some breaking news. Three things. One, Aaron Rodgers is coming back to the Packers. This is huge. And the reason why is Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, you could, you'd still draft them as a high-end player at their position, but now they have top overall upside. And a guy who I think is the real big winner here uh, and someone, if he falls low enough, I I would want to try and convince Brandon to draft. Now, again, we only have, we have 60 seconds per pick, so we're going to have to make it quick, but a guy who I think has become viable, Robert Tunyon. I, I, I still don't see, Randall Cobb, who they re-signed in order to get Aaron Rodgers back, being any more than a low-end wide receiver three, if that. They still don't have a ton of threats outside of Devontae Adams. Bunch of guys who are really good at specific roles. And then Robert Tunyon, I think, is is the other Packers pets passer who I think can be viable this year outside of those two. Thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, you're – you're definitely more excited about Robert Tunyon than uh, any other person in the entire fantasy landscape here. You know, as soon as the Aaron Rodgers news break through, everybody was all excited about Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, obviously. Uh, you know, lots of talk about Randall Cobb and his return to Green Bay, but you're kind of uh, totally on top of Robert Tunyon here. I still like him. Um, you know, if, if anybody can prevent the... Uh, evils of touchdown regression you think that would be Aaron Rodgers but uh, he's still probably due for some degree of touchdown regression so I'm hesitant 
I'd probably oh, I absolutely him. think he's going for touchdown regression. I, I don't think he's going to get 11 touchdowns again. I think six to seven is reasonable. And then an uptick to 100 to 200 yards from 500, I think that's completely a reasonable season. It's possible. It's hard for me to imagine things shaping up better than last year with um, with Alan Lazard, probably his primary competition for the receiving work. Uh, or secondary receiving work, excuse me, being out for, for so many weeks. Uh, and now with them adding Randall Cobb and Armani Rogers, I don't know if the extra 200 yards are there, but 500 yards and eight touchdowns instead of 500 yards and 11 touchdowns, you know, that does not ruin him by any means. So definitely an interesting guy. Actually, let's, let's look. I have my sheet up right now, 500. I have 507 touchdowns. I just put that in. I had him at 678 and seven touchdowns. Tight ends. Let's see where that puts him, actually. And if if he gets 500 and seven touchdowns, that puts him right at the edge of tight end one, tight end 14 for your 14-team leagues. Uh, he, could, he could have a uh, – he could have more. He could have less, but he, he's a low end to me, low end tight end one, high end tight end two. And with Aaron Rodgers not there, he was not even viable before. So that is a huge win for Robert Tiny. Uh, going into some other news. Uh, what was it? Nick Chubb got extended. Uh, was it like three years, $36 million? I don't think this matters uh, in regards to where you're drafting him. You're still drafting him probably at the back end of round one. Uh, the mid to back end around one, depending on your strategy. I, I think it just doubles down on the Browns commitment. And for dynasty owners, you know that he's going to get at least two to three years more work as a, as a bell cow, essentially. Uh, even with Kareem Hunt there, the Browns were one of the NFL's most run heavy teams. I don't imagine that's going to change much. Uh, Brandon, do you think this really affects anything here? Um, just, just Nick Chubb's bank account. Uh, it doesn't really change how I see him for fantasy, you know, always kind of assumed that he would get re-signed there. Seems, seems pretty beloved to me. And they did give an extension to Kareem Hunt. So, you know, if they're going to extend Hunt, of course, they were going to extend Chubb. Uh, he's, he's pretty much the most important part of what they do. So, whereas, uh, I don't know, the Packers could have let Aaron Jones walk, you know, and there was some doubt about whether or not he would stay. I never really doubted uh, Aaron Jones, or I never really doubted Nick Chubb being there or not, just because he's kind of like the uh, the main guy there. So, yeah, feeling pretty feeling pretty good about Nick Chubb. I think uh, you know drafting him is interesting, just because his upside is limited relative to the other guys uh, around where he's being taken. But he's a very safe pick. So if you pair him with upside throughout the rest of your draft, then I think, uh, you know, if you structure it correctly, he can be involved in the recipe for success. Absolutely. Uh, actually, we talked about like three things before the show we want to talk about. Real quick, uh, TJ Hawkinson apparently looks absolutely amazing in training camp. He, uh, he's, I, I think he's going to break out. Uh, we, I have him as a tight end four. I think really he, of all of the tight ends that are not named Kittle, Waller, 
or Kelsey, who has a back injury, mind you. Now, this is a training camp injury. We don't know that it's that severe, but keep that in mind. Uh, training camp injuries usually aren't severe. We'll get into the severe one in a minute. Uh, I think of the, the tight ends uh, that could be in that next year, I think Hawk is going to be the one to break into the, the true top tier tight end one. And I think if we can get him in the fourth or the fifth round in this draft, uh, I, I think we're sitting in phenomenal shape. Uh, thoughts on that? Thoughts yes. on Hawk? We love Hawk here. Um, definitely Fantasy Breakout is a pro TJ Hawkinson podcast. He is ranked 37th on this platform, which makes him the first or one of the first picks uh, in the fourth round. Uh, so that's probably where we would be looking at him, you know, being in the three slot, we're picking at the back of the two, back of round two, top of round three, then the back of round four. So if TJ Hawkinson was there for us at the back of round four, it means he would have fallen a little bit, but it also means uh, we just found a tremendous value, especially in this 1.5 points per reception for tight ends format. Jake, I wanted to ask you, um, and if you can run the numbers before our draft, that'd be great. Where does TJ Hawkinson stack up among other wide receivers in your rankings? Ooh, if you give him okay. 1.5 points per reception. So TJ Hawkinson has 15.5. I'll give him 15.5 about him. Rounding that a little bit down points per game. That would be good for the wide receiver 12. In my okay. Ranking. And who's the wide receiver 12 in your ranking? Ugh, Juju. Oh, Juju. Well, just for reference, I suppose, in uh, in this particular format, uh, using, you know, their their platform here, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 players ranked before, or 13 receivers ranked before TJ Hawkinson. So we would be above the market on Hawkinson. For sure, it's just he's not really slotted in a place that is ideal for us to nab him. Yep, absolutely, though, uh, especially because Kyle Pitts is marked as a turn of the second, beginning of a third-round player. I'm I'm not sniffing Kyle Pitts there. No way. A big training camp injury, Carson Wentz, but uh, obviously my dynasty team is so obviously devastated by this. Uh, I probably wasn't going to start in, in the season anyways. Uh, people are worried that it's season ending. I saw a report today saying that he's rehabbing it and he's hoping to be ready by week one. But if he needs a minor surgery, he'll be out a few weeks. Carson was a guy who I pegged as a bounce back candidate. I know people are pretty polarized when it comes to Carson Wentz. Uh, does this affect where you draft him? Oh, yeah. Where, where I dropped Wentz, uh, Wentz was already, you know, a late round quarterback. Uh, then it came out that he was probably unvaccinated. Now he has a foot injury. Uh, probably I, I, don't know about the, I don't know about that second part. I mean, he has a, he has a one-year-old daughter. He might have just been wearing a mask to ensure extra safety. It, it, like it could be that. It could be that. But I, I would say that is relatively unlikely. Well, then the next press conference, he wasn't wearing one. So... Yeah, tough, tough to say. Um, I, I don't know that we can necessarily say 
who is okay. Okay. Well, either way, either way, we have a, a late round flyer who now has a foot injury that'll keep him out of camp. He's not going to build chemistry with his new teammates. Uh, I think it's a safe safe to stay away from Carson Wentz in drafts, unless you're in a league uh, with two quarterbacks or you are really really wanting to draft a second quarterback. That was the uh, the horn to start the draft. Yes, very exciting. Um, The fact that this... I was going to say the fact that this is taking more than 10 seconds to pick Christian McCaffrey at one is a little bit scary, but he did it. Here, here. Uh, they took Cook. We're taking Kamara. Is this correct? Um, I am totally down for Alvin Kamara. I want one of those top backs, and I want uh, – yeah, no, he's uh, he's the last guy in his tier, so that's where you want to be drafting. Yep. All right. Okay. We have not messed it up. We got Alvin Kamara. So now really the rest of the draft uh, is just for fun. Yeah. Oh, Zeke, Zeke went four. No, I was talking with people. I was like, I think Zeke should be four. Tyreek Hill goes five. First big surprise. Travis Kelsey's starting a fall. Wow, Kelsey's fallen. Uh, that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, this, this ranking system had Zeke very high, so it's not too surprising that he was taken here. Kelsey or Hill was taken above slot, and there goes Kelsey at one point oh six, a yep. three place fall from his ADP on the Fantasy Football Players Championship platform. And we're going to be referencing that throughout a lot. Uh, throughout the podcast quite a bit. And then Waller at seven. Based on your platform. Waller seven. Wow. These tight ends are uh, really moving up. Jake, does that change your perception of TJ Hawkinson? Would you take him in the beginning of the third? Um, That's a conversation we're going to need to have at the beginning of the third. Uh, It depends on who the wide receivers are there. Uh, It depends on one, if we can, if we can get, George Kittle and still snag like a Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I think we might want to do that. We instead we could do Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Keenan Allen, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, and then maybe hope Hawkinson falls to four. Um, but if we if we miss out on like a George Kittle or a TJ Hawkinson, chances are we're not drafting tight end until later in this draft, anyways. So right. Because because you have your mid-round guys like Mark Andrews and like round four, round five, that type area. I believe uh, Noah Fant. Oh, Dallas Goddard is a round five, six pick. And then Noah Fant is after that. Uh, Dallas Goddard to me is a guy who's a little overrated for his ADP. Uh, he was never really the true one. Uh, I actually – Interesting here. I think the wide receivers have gone. Oh, no, no. Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams, Austin Eckler at 111. Uh, Stefan Diggs at 18. We missed that, but that's. And there goes John Taylor at 112. And yes, Saquon. So, uh... Do we think Saquon here? Oh, Kittle at the beginning of round. And there goes round Saquon. Two. So uh, the drafting has gone as the rankings have indicated through the first 13 picks the top 13 guys are gone in terms of adp so uh no uh you know jumping out in value in terms of market price as noted here so we're going to have to find our own value using our 
own projections. And maybe, um, maybe a little bit, uh, the order might've been a little messed up, but it is yes, approximately yes. the top 13 guys won. It is exactly, it is exactly the top 13 guys. Plus now George Kittle uh, was taken as well. So Calvin Ridley, no, uh, we liked Calvin Ridley as somebody. We had him as our wide receiver one. Look at these duos, Jake. We have a Kittle-Taylor duo, Barkley-Eckler, Ridley-Adams, and now Derek Henry and Aaron and Aaron Jones. That's now, you know me. I'm a running back guy. I like the, I like the Henry-Aaron Jones stack. Uh, it seems more likely, well, we're probably right. going to want to get one of those backs, the back end, mix in her Hilaire. Do you think are do you think we're comfortable with that? And then between Keenan Allen, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, one of those wide receivers, or do you or would you rather us then? There goes Gibson. There goes Gibson. Uh Gibson and Nick Chubb's falling actually a little bit past his ADP. This is a little surprising. I I didn't see any sort of news that he was hurt or anything like that. Uh yeah, I think Nick Chubb is the ideal running back, too, in the sense that he's very consistent. And, you know, what he lacks in is upside, but we have upside with Kamara. Um, there goes Najee Harris at There goes Najee Harris. Chubb is still on the board. The three, three picks before us. Um, this guy must be laughing right now. He got Travis Kelsey. He's probably going to get Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. He took Nick Chubb. Uh, now we're up. We're likely to get a Mixon or a Hilaire or a Jefferson Brown, Keenan Allen. All right. Yeah, I definitely prefer Mixon to a Hilaire. There goes DeAndre Hopkins. There goes DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I'm fine with Mixon. I'm fine with Mixon was taken. So now That's here's our options. Taken. We have Metcalf, Hilaire. Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen. I think we're likely to get one of those wide receivers at the turn or Terry McLaurin. I don't but know, if we I wait, I don't think we get Hilaire. I don't think uh, – I think Hilaire is pretty much a reach in the second round. But I think we can, we can extract, you know, immense value going Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen with our next two picks here. I think that's an interesting path forward um, and kind of letting it ride for that second RB. There are a lot of attractive options a little bit later on. Uh, and I have, I have some confidence we can find a sleeper. Jake, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm, I'm fine with doing that. I think then we're, we're going to need to be careful, a little more careful. Okay. Uh, do we want to do Justin Jefferson or AJ Brown? Justin Jefferson. Did we get him? We got him. We got him. Ooh, I barely second. hit the button in time. Maybe oh, Hilaire falls in the third round and we do that. Yes, no, in the third round, I like it more. Um, just, you know, kind of hard to pay second round price for a guy who was going in the fourth round for the last two months. I do um, think these guys might be going hero running back. Uh, they might want to go, this guy might want to go AJ Brown Keenan. And then depending on three, two, what happens there? Yeah, we will. Uh, I, you know, DeAndre I, I, Swift. So we're not going to see Hilaire here. 
Two more spots to Hilaire. I don't mind Chris Carson at this at this next pick as, either. Uh, I think Chris I, Carson's a little early, and I I think it's I think it's early. I do. I, think I prefer Hilaire got, over Carson. If we got Hilaire in at the three hundred three, that is pick twenty seven. I mean, that's that's more in line with how I value him than uh, you know taking him at pick twenty one. So. I think these rankings were updated this morning to reflect uh, Keenan Allen here. Uh, depending on what happens here, we have a couple paths. What are your thoughts on the, uh, I think it's, it's down to Terry McLaurin and Clyde Edwards Alaire for us. Jake, is that what you're thinking? Or do you I want think to it's, I think that's pretty accurate. Hawkinson in this conversation. I don't think Hawkinson should go. Here, I don't think we should use this pick on Hawkinson. It okay, is okay. between Hilaire and McLaurin here. I think Hilaire might be the better pick. No, I think, guys, you know, we got your second round guy down here in the third round. I don't think we should mess around too much. I don't think we should mess around either. I think running back is a little bit of a of a dead zone after Hilaire. Uh, uh, looking at these guys, I'm not super in love with this. Uh, and then uh, maybe Josh Jacobs in round five or six we could get away with, but I think we should do Hilaire. Do you think we should? I think we should. Yeah. All right, so then we're going to pick Hilaire here. Clyde Hilaire, he does have that upside with the receiving talent. He has the touchdown upside being on the Chiefs. Uh, there, and there, there's not really too much downside in the third round. You know, you don't really want him to be the second best player on your team. Having him in the third round feels much, much better than having him in the second. I'm happy yes. to have this done for us. So I have Justin Jefferson actually is my wide receiver five. So we got my wide receiver five, my wide receiver two, sorry, my running back two, and my running back 10. I think this is a very strong draft so far for us. Now and, I, feel, I feel pretty great. And now yes. um, we're looking at our next pick being 410. So that is the 46th pick. Um, there could be some guys around 46. The 46th ranked player, just for perspective, for the audience is DJ Moore. DJ Moore. And around 46, there's Jamar Chase, Travis Etienne, Josh Allen, Daryl Henderson, Mark Andrews, a little bit before and a little bit after. Mm -hmm. uh, some interesting names there, Jake. Positionally, I think we're in a good spot now that we have the second running back locked up. Uh, I don't think that should be dictate uh, dictate our strategy too much here. What do you think? I don't think running back is going to be a huge deal at this point. I think if we can get like a Michael Carter in round seven and then like Ronald Jones later, Chubba Howard, a couple sleepers, I think running back's pretty set. I love the fact that we got those two early on. We don't need to really worry about this position. We can kind of fill out. You mentioned Josh Allen around that area. He is I'm area. not opposed to doing Josh Allen. And the reason why is, and this might be a little bit of my trauma coming out in, in previous FFPC. He dropped 60 on me and I ended up getting third place in that league rather than winning anything. Uh, that was right around the Christmas time. It made me feel terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, hey, listen be... to this thought for you here. The benches in this league are 10 players deep. deep. And what a 10 player bench does for you is that it allows you to comfortably hold multiple late round quarterbacks. 
which can be combined for an effective streaming strategy that might be better than what we can get from Josh Allen. In a shallower league or a league with uh, you know less competitive waivers, maybe you want to get this top guy here, but I think it's set up pretty nicely for us to run through a, a late-round quarterback rotation. It has. Kyle Pitts going at the end of the third round. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is a threat to go to some of these teams. I believe, though, uh, given that four teams have drafted tight ends now, I think if we get past, uh, I believe, the uh, four six, four seven, uh, I believe one of these teams here also drafted a tight end. I think if TJ Hawkinson gets past the skip and gets past flashers or set, we should snap him up. Yeah, no, TJ Hawkinson's definitely the, the best case scenario here. We talked about it before the show. If it worked out like this, oh gosh, Christmas in early August. But, I think, uh, yep, right before the draft. Jake, which of these wide receivers catches your eye uh, in this area here? A lot of these guys, wide receivers here, are a little, I think, a little more boom bust than I'd like. Uh, looking down at 53, Deontay Johnson, I like a lot. I think he's going to get a lot of targets. Um, looking even further down the draft, Odell is pretty nice, I think. TJ Hawkinson does go, so it looks like we are not going tight end here. Uh, what about... Like, I like Daryl Henderson. Can you Darryl give Henderson? for why Daryl Henderson won't be as good as Cam Akers? I, I like Daryl Henderson here as well. I think we might be able to get away with Daryl Henderson around five. But I'm not super in love with these wide receivers at, hey, I'm, at I'm four here. I'm seeing a lot of guys that I like a very similar amount. Yes. Jamar Chase, Tyler Lockett. I'm comfortable with all of these guys. But after Daryl Henderson, the running back drop-off goes to Josh Jacobs. And Daryl Henderson has no competition in his backfield in a top offense. Yes, and they also did mention – I have Josh Jacobs and Daryl Henderson practically the same. Oh, there goes Daryl Henderson at 407. Wow. 407. Okay. So we still have Pat Mahomes available. Pat Mahomes is still available. That is an avenue we can do. So I think the choice here – I think Pat Mahomes over Josh Allen. Oh, there goes Pat Mahomes. There goes Pat Mahomes. Got to stay warm. Okay, so we have Julio, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson – Josh Allen, Josh Jacobs. Here's, I think if we get Josh Allen, we don't need to worry about quarterback for pretty much the rest of the draft. We can take flyers on a couple guys like Baker Mayfield towards the back end. We have that elite quarterback. And I then the fantasy experts who preach late round quarterback should practice what they preach. I think I do, but I, I think how about how about this? We take we have Julio, Tyler Lockett, and Deontay Johnson. Do we like all of these guys equally? Who do we like most here? I think Julio for upside, 
Deontay Johnson for floor, but I, I like Julio in a two-man show there. All right, I'll take Julio then. Jake, I'll give you the, the final say on pick five here. If you do want to go quarterback, we can we can go in that direction. But the difference between Josh Allen and Kyler Murray to me is, is zero. So, uh, and I might even like Kyler Murray a little more from an upside perspective if we are going to take a quarterback early. Looking at it here, uh, I because we took Julio, Julio to me is a guy who's going to miss a couple games. Obviously, his upside is enormous. Uh, I think maybe we take a Deontay Johnson for the floor now. Uh, definitely not a bad option. You know, the, the offensive line that's going to be so poor. We know when they do quick passes, they like those quick passes to Deontay Johnson. We know he can separate. We have a history of him getting targets. Uh, they didn't make a long-term investment in Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, there goes Deontay. There goes Deontay Johnson. Unfortunately, they were listening to our pod. We're not live, but we're not well. live, but. So yeah, uh, looking in this area, what are your thoughts on Miles Sanders? He's the highest-ranked running back here. Mm-hmm. I think he's the running back here that I like the most as well. We we haven't talked a lot about him this year because we're afraid of some of the competition that was brought in, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, Carrion Johnson. but I doubt Miles Sanders has, might be here. He does but... have big play upside. He has had a great camp from all, all accounts thus far. He would be our running back three behind one of the best offensive lines in football with a mobile quarterback. He does have some pass-catching chops. Miles Sanders, there goes Josh Allen, so that option is now off the table. We're getting into kind of an area where the running backs are a little bit uglier. I think if we go Miles Sanders here, then I think we're going to need to go like Chase Claypool, Robbie Anderson, maybe skip out on a guy like Michael Carter. But we're getting, I think, a known quantity at running back. I think – that position will be very strong for us. Jake, and so Josh Jacobs went. We are on the clock. Miles Sanders. There are plenty of receivers left, Jake. So I think for your, your choice is Miles Sanders, or do you want to take an early quarterback? I, I'm not high on Kyler Murray, like compared to the rest of – Rest of the league, I'm not super-duper high on Lamar Jackson. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to go, like, round eight or round nine. I'd much rather take Aaron Rodgers. Let's go running back here. Aaron Rodgers Rodgers is ranked very lowly. I think we can get away with Aaron Rodgers. Jake, he went at the 403 very early. Oh, Aaron Rodgers went already? Mm -hmm. Very early. Wow. Okay, he was in the 90s. Um, I I like plenty of late quarterbacks. Yeah. There are tons of, like, Russell Wilson, I think, is a guy we can target. I think Miles Sanders is the correct pick here. I agree. I'm not super in love with Miles, uh, but he's, he's, our, he's our running back three. And between Miles Sanders and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, one of them is going to have a really good season. I'm banking on Clyde. I think it is Clyde. Uh, and if Miles Sanders has a great season, then awesome. We have – an overwhelming amount of insurance at the running back position. I don't think we need to go here. I don't think we need to go for running back for a while. Jake, here's uh, an idea for you. Tell me what you think. What do you think about 
Michael Thomas as the sixth pick, the first guy on the bench? Hmm. We haven't talked Michael about Michael Thomas is hurt. Yes, he is. At least, I think, six weeks. I think six coming back. Week seven is the most likely outcome. I Lots of upside. We liked him before the injury quite a bit. We loved him before the injury. However, I think if we can get like a Chase Claypool and then get away with taking Michael Thomas. Our pick will be pick number 70. Chase Claypool is ranked 69th. Michael Thomas is ranked 74th. Jake, I think Chase Claypool is a very fine pick, but Michael Thomas is a make or break pick. We could win the league because of the Michael Thomas pick. I think we could win the league because of the Michael Thomas pick. Uh, let's see how it shakes out. I want to see all the wide receivers that are still there. Jake, listen to this. Saquon Barkley probably going to miss one week or four weeks. I think Saquon's missing four. He fell nine spots from about three to about 12. Michael Thomas, on the other hand, he was ranked about 20th. Now he's ranked here 74th, 54 spots because of an injury that'll keep him out just two weeks longer. Plus, at this point, he'd be on our bench, not even in our starting lineup. We don't even have to replace Michael Thomas. He's an extra entity. And he's somebody who can, you know, automatically get put into our lineup if Miles Sanders is not a fine flex, which he, he likely will be. Yes. I, I do. I'm, I'm completely fine with taking Michael Thomas. Okay. I want to make sure, however, that we can get a Jerry Judy, a Clay, Chase Claypool, Robbie Anderson, Cortland Sutton type guy. So that way we can cover Michael Thomas until he comes back. And then when Michael Thomas comes back, I think we'll be a little bit overpowered in that regard. If, if Julio stays healthy, I don't think Julio is going to stay healthy all 16 games, but I've never seen Julio as a wide receiver too. This is a, a rare opportunity to get Julio at a wide receiver too. He misses games, Jake, but Julio only has one long-term injury and he very rarely misses games when his team is competing for the playoffs. Usually the games that he misses are when the Falcons are less relevant. So Mr. He is called Mr. Julio for a reason, Mr. Questionable. Exactly. He's usually uh, he's usually available game day. Dak Prescott went, so the best quarterback available here, uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. I'd rather take but the two I, wide receivers and get like a Justin Herbert and another and like a Zach Moss. Or yeah, I think um, we can also start looking at tight end here. Um, Noah Fant is an option. I think. Yeah, I think. I think, and we have Higby is an interesting option. Uh, as is waiting on tight end for a while. Um, but yeah, I think Michael Thomas is a step above the rest of the players here. And then with the second pick, we have total flexibility. Do we want more wide receiver insurance or are we confident that we can find somebody later on? We like our guys like Darnell Mooney and... I think we can get Russell Gage in round 10, round 11. But even like, so, I think that 
But we are up here in four picks. Odell Beckham just went. Brandon Ive just went. Those are two of the receivers I liked a little bit more. Four I did picks. love Odell. I did like Odell this year. There goes Judy. There goes Jerry Judy. I think we might want to get in a little more wide receiver insurance. Uh, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas are top 10 talents when they're healthy. But Michael Thomas has now missed quite a decent amount of time over the Jake. past year and a half. Jake. Julio Jones probably is playing the first six games of the year. You know, he's a guy, he misses about a game and a half, two and a half games a year. Probably going to be healthy for all the first six. If he misses two or three, you know, that'd be unlucky. Hmm. Um, but Carter can, goes here. you can always plug in with somebody else for two or three games if Julio happens to get hurt before Michael Thomas is back. Michael Carter goes here, so I do think taking – there goes Cortland Sutton. We are on the clock. Jake, I'm all for Michael Thomas. I think we can get Michael Thomas and we can get away with Robbie Anderson or Noah fan. Yeah, Michael Thomas is the pick here for me. You can just slot it up. Yeah. I'll just defer to, you, uh, defer to you for this next pick. Yep. Here. And, and just to clarify for everybody, uh, Brandon gets final say on the even rounds. I get final say on the odd rounds. Obviously, we're going to come to a consensus and we're going to try and talk it through. But uh, but we if it comes down to it and we're against and we're on the clock and we have to, that's that's how it's gonna roll. Mm-hmm. Um no fan is interesting to me here. Uh, but I feel as though we can get Mike Giusecki a little bit later. Yes, we can get Mike Giusecki a little later. I like Mike Giusecki about as much as Noah Fan. Uh, I think we can get, although I, I don't like the quarterback situation in Denver very much. I don't think it's going to be very productive. Kenny Galladay's fallen pretty hard. Uh, I'm not super in love with Kenny Galladay. I know you made a trade for him. Uh in a dynasty league, Kenny Galladay is my wide receiver 25, so right out of that wide receiver two range. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I like more than Kenny Galladay. Devonta Smith, I think he's going to be a stud, but obviously there's a little bit of risk there. There goes Kareem Hunt is still falling. Yeah, Kareem well. Hunt, uh, scary. He kind of lost some work down the stretch there. Uh, I probably would prefer Damian Harris if you're in, in the RB market. I don't think we're in the RB market here. I think we can – I think we should load up a little bit on other positions before we try and go for running back again. Okay. Now, the, the tight end group is interesting. Um, I think there is not that big of a difference between Noah Fant and Hunter Henry. Much more competition for Noah Fant. If Mac Jones is starting, I think the quarterback play might even be better in New England with much less competition. What are your thoughts on doing the John U. Smith, Hunter Henry duo at some point later on? I'm fine with that. Uh, I think here we need another wide receiver. I'm not in love with taking Noah Fant here. I, I love Robbie Anderson. I think he's being criminally underrated. Uh, he, he was the wide receiver 19 last year, and he's, and he's fallen to the seven rounds. I actually have Robbie Anderson right around the Julio Jones range. So for me, I would take Robbie Anderson, and then I'm 
comfortable with our wide receivers here because we took Michael Thomas. This was actually the outcome I think I wanted to have where we take Michael, Michael Thomas and we get Robbie Anderson. I know you are a big fan of Robbie Anderson. Um, I, I think the upside is absolutely there. He has that connection with Darnold. And plus he, he had the minimum floor as well in Carolina. That's a very high octane offense. There is a, a good case to be made for him as the best receiver on the board. And if you want a receiver, I think he's the guy. All right. I'm taking him. Okay. We've got him. We I'm, now I'm, have Kamara Sanders, Edwards Alaire, Justin Jefferson, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, and Robbie Anderson. We are building our team from the trenches in terms of fantasy football, the running back trench, the wide receiver trench. Um, and we're kind of saving the, the one-off positions for later on. This is playing the draft with the fundamentals. That's what we're doing out here. I think yes. it's looking really good, Jake. What do you think? I think it's looking really good. I think we can maybe get Justin Herbert in round eight. Uh, look at look at the looking down the board a little bit. I'm seeing Tyler Higby a little later, Justin Herbert. I'm seeing uh, Zach Moss is a guy that I I like, although he's splitting reps right now. I don't know. I don't think we'd be clear on who would be the starter there. I I like Mike Jacecki. Um, we could do like a Mike Jacecki, a uh, and one of the New England tight ends. Uh, we could just get both of the New England tight ends. We could do math. We could do Matthew Stafford a little later. There goes Justin Herbert. There there goes Justin Herbert. So I think our quarterback's probably going to be like a Joe Burrow or a Matthew Stafford or Ryan Tannehill. And I'm completely comfortable with that. I, I like how we built this team. I like how we're taking care of the positions that have multiple spots to fill first. It's not pretty. We don't get those big, exciting names. But most of the teams that win leagues are usually built like this. All right, Jake. I know you said we're not getting those big, exciting names. But what are your thoughts on – oh, just for reference for everybody, our next pick is the 94th pick. What are your thoughts on taking the player ranked 101 here? Tom Brady, biggest name there is in all of football, with maybe the best wide receiver group in all of the league. Seems like a pretty nice combination of factors. I knew, for I knew, I knew pretty, Tom Brady was good. Pretty high ceiling. Jake, I tell knew, me why Matt Stafford – or Joe Burrow will do better than Tom Brady. I can't think of any reason why they'll be better than him. I, I, I mean, I can't think of a reason necessarily why they'll be better, but Tom is 44. Tom is 44. He's coming right off the Super Bowl. His hair looks better. He than had ever. surgery too. Surgery that makes him better. Not surgery that makes him worse. I think Tom Brady is pretty clearly a step above the other quarterbacks here, unless we are in love with Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts oh, still there. Tom Brady. I there think Tom Brady. I think if Jalen Hurts is there, I think we take Jalen Hurts at that turn. I'm not in love with Jalen's passing ability. I think it's subpar, and I think his accuracy needs a lot of work. But he has a running floor, and I think that's huge. I, I think. think Pairing Jalen Hurts with a safer quarterback. Later in the draft, I think, is very Like a Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good plan. Alternatively, 
you want to take your safe quarterback now, your Stafford, your Tannehill, I think you can make a riskier selection. I like think – Like a Deshaun Watson or a Justin Fields. I think we should right – uh, one sec. I think we should take Jalen. Jalen is a very attractive option for us. We're picking 94. We can probably snag him with our second pick. Um, I don't think the tight ends that are right here are some are people we have to be reaching for either. I think we can probably get them at the 10-11 turn as well. So maybe uh, Hertz, 9, tight ends, 10, and 11 as kind of a prescription here with the eighth-round pick being uh, – Kind of up in the air. What are your thoughts there, Jake? Or do you want to rush this along and, and take Hurts early? I think I think we should take Hurts. We just saw Stafford go. I think this is right around the range where the quarterbacks are going to go. I think Hurts' running floor is going to be very safe, and I think we can get like an Adam Trotman, Hunter Henry type combo in like the 11 turn, like the 10-11 turn. Yep. Uh, I so think I like double tight end at 10 11. I like quarterback at eight. I agree with you. So round nine, uh, we can we can kind of stay liquid there. I don't think there's yeah. gonna be a tight end at nine that I think is that much better than Irv Smith, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith. Uh I need to I need to run and take care of something. So Brandon, I will trust you to do this. I believe our pick is Jalen Hurts. I'll cue him up. Yep. All right. Perfect. I'll be right back. All righty, everybody. We are doing a solo pod for just a few moments. Jake lives an exciting and dynamic life. He gets called into meetings all the time, not just by his mother. So we are talking through this draft here. We've kind of laid out a plan for the next few rounds. Mike Williams was just taken. He was one of the receivers I was personally looking at in the ninth round. Um, so now, you know, we do like Jalen Hurts. Um, we're looking at the other options here for our other pick at the 8-9 turn. Uh, Raheem Moster is there if we're looking for running back depth. Brandon Cooks is a very productive wide receiver that's on the board. Oh, there goes Brandon Cooks. There are two picks before us. This is all pretty simple if Jalen Hurts isn't one of those two picks. If he is one of those two picks, um, there goes Raheem Mostert at the 808. One more pick before us. Uh, yes, but DJ Chark is there. Oh, and DJ Chark just goes. Wow. I agree with this uh, group pretty, pretty consistently. But now we're going to go and draft Jalen Hurts a little bit earlier than he's ranked. We're going to lock in the quarterback position. Nobody at this spot has Jalen Hurts' upside. He's not going to be as good of a passer as Tannehill or Burrow or Matt Ryan. But Tannehill, Burrow, and Matt Ryan have no chance to be the rusher that Jalen Hurts is going to be. And Jalen Hurts could be a competent passer. He has been putting in the work. We'll see pretty early on in the season if we're going to have results in the passing game that allow his rushing floor to make him an average quarterback or allow his rushing to make him and a far above average fantasy asset. So we're going to take Jalen Hurts here for the unmatched upside. We're taking Hurts for the upside. Brandon, I do need to take care of something, so I'm going to trust you to run the draft a little bit. I'll let you know when I'm back. And for hey, now... A timetable. Uh, timetable shouldn't be more than like 10, 15 minutes. Okay, have fun, Jake. All right.
Okay, we are up again in three picks. I don't want to take two quarterbacks this early, so we're going to be riding with Jalen for a little while. We are waiting on tight end. I think that's the best strategy here. So now we're at a point where we have a, a draft pick that can be totally positionless. Melvin Gordon is available. Ronald Jones is available. Both of those running backs, part of committees, both of those running backs have the ability to take over their backfield. Um, they're probably a step above the rest of the other running backs by, by a wide margin. Your guys like Zach Moss, Tony Pollard, David Johnson. At the wide receiver position, Tyler Boyd, nice floor. Curtis Samuel, nice floor. Will Fuller, nice ceiling. But we have nice ceiling guys like Elijah Moore and nice floor guys like Russell Gage available later on. So I think adding on to our running back group is the way to go. Melvin Gordon just went. Ronald Jones is still there. I know he's a personal favorite of Jake Tosh, my co-host. So we will be selecting Ronald Jones to be our running back four. And we're going to hope for that running back two upside. We're going to hope that he takes over that backfield as opposed to uh, sharing with playoff Lenny. So let's snag Ronald Jones here with the 903. We got him. You know, with this 1.5 PPR format, we want to shore up the tight end position. Tyler Higby was just taken, which makes the tight end landscape a little hairier, but nothing that we can't handle. Our pick, our next pick is after, is pick 118. We are trying to draft players ranked 122 and 132. And when you're going through a draft, you have to be thinking like this based on your platform, because even though people have their projections, especially in FFPC, they're going to make their decisions about whether or not a guy is going to come back to them based on the rankings. So you kind of have to match them or you're going to be totally incongruent. So right now, because Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry are still on the board and they're ranked after where we are picking, I feel pretty comfortable about them coming back to us. And when it does come time for us to make this selection, we can look at Gasecki, Trapman, and Irv Smith, guys that are ranked ahead of them, if they are still on the board. But I'm happy with Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry being our tight end duo. So I don't feel overly worried about, about analyzing the tight end position yet. Looking at quarterback. I do think Deshaun Watson is an interesting league winning option. He has not been suspended yet. So the question is, what will be the catalyst for his suspension? If he's not on the commissioner's exempt list now, well, why is that? Training camp has already started. He's already there. He's requesting a trade, but he's at training camp. So he's working with his guys. If he does get traded, and if he were to get traded, why would that trade not have already happened? If he's out of legal trouble, the Texans aren't going to want to trade him. But that's when other teams are going to want him. So because these timetables are kind of mismatched, probably not going anywhere. At least 
unless some some significant quarterback injury happens elsewhere. Maybe the Colts really want him because of the Wentz injury. Deshaun Watson was cleared of charges. The Colts could go after him, but that's intra-division. That trade's probably not going to happen. So we like this option later on. However, we, we do have some other attractive upside quarterbacks on the board. Trey Lance could have that rushing floor. Maybe not that passing upside, not enough volume. Maybe. Trevor Lawrence could have quite a bit of volume. He has a nice group of receivers. That's interesting. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Little erratic. But having an erratic quarterback is what you want for your number two. You want to find those matchups where he's going to pop. That's when you play him. Otherwise, Ryan Fitzpatrick is very easy to forget about, which makes for good roster construction. Ryan Tannehill is also on the board. We didn't get Tom Brady, who has the could have the best receiver trio of all time with Godwins, Evans, and Antonio Brown. Ryan Tannehill could have the best wide receiver duo of all time with Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. So having a quarterback who's very efficient and now is getting the second best receiver of all time and gives us stack ability in a high-powered offense with a below-average defense that just lost to Dory Jackson, will likely have to pass to stay in some of these games. I think Ryan Tannehill makes sense as a guy we should be looking at as well. So if we don't want to go tight end, tight end, 10-11, Ryan Tannehill is a very attractive guy, nice and stable, to balance off with Jalen Hurts, who, although he has the rushing baseline of consistency, We'll have some games where the passing is so erratic, we could be left with 12 points. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is going to have 12 points, but he was just taken 10.05 right before our 10.10 slot. That ends the Tannehill conversation. So now we see a drop-off in quarterback. There's a lot of upside left. There's a lot of guys like Daniel Jones, Taysom Hill, Baker Mayfield, you know, guys that are fine quarterback twos, but not guys that we have to take now when there are 10 or 11 of them available. I mean, we can find... Zach Wilson for some rushing a little later on. Don't really feel too attached to any of these guys. So we're now we're looking back at the tight end grouping. No tight ends have been taken besides Herb Smith from that initial group that I read out to you. We are on the clock in two picks. We have Troutman, Engram, Johnu Smith, and Hunter Henry available. Then a pretty big drop-off with Cole Komet maybe in the middle of that drop-off somewhere. But Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith are interesting options, as is Adam Troutman. Adam Troutman's interesting. Oh, there goes Johnny Smith. Troutman is interesting. Oh, there goes Troutman. Wow. He would be interesting because we have Michael Thomas. We could get that boost in the beginning. But now Hunter Henry is there for us. The rest of the tight end landscape is a little hazy. I'm comfortable with Hunter Henry. You know, very talented guy who's had some injuries, but will be the number two or three receiving option on his team with a rookie quarterback. In a lot of two tight end sets, you don't need to be the top banana at the tight end position necessarily if the wide receivers are going to be third, fourth, and fifth banana. And Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers are those, you know, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth type of guys. So I'm going to take Hunter Henry here just to lock in some floor for us at the tight end position. But the loss of Adam Troutman there at 10.09 is absolutely unfortunate given our Michael Thomas, uh, our Michael Thomas holding there. 
But now later on in the draft, we'll look at tight end twos, guys like CJ Uzoma, Anthony Berkser, Jared Cook, Gronkowski. Evan Engram is probably the best tight end available by, by a decent margin. He is still available. Um, it's crowded there, but it's a contract year. Probably not enough volume to make him a consistent weekly play, but tight ends of his talent will have good weeks if they can be identified. But looking at other positions, Latavius Murray, Gus Edwards, Naheem Hines, a little bit interesting. Booker, Lindsey, there goes Marquise Brown. Looking at wide receivers, Russell Gage is there. Darnell Mooney is there. Corey Davis is there. Some floor guys. Uh, maybe Darnell Mooney with the most ceiling. But quarterback group, Trevor Lawrence is interesting here with that running ability, with that bad defense, with the pass catching backs and the Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chanel, DJ Chark trio. And, you know, a, a coach who's probably going to be willing to let it rip with a rookie quarterback because he's been playing with college quarterbacks for two, three decades. Darnell Mooney was taken. He was my favorite of the receivers. Russell Gage is there. Russell Gage is a value. But will we ever play Russell Gage if we have two wide receiver slots, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Justin Jefferson, and Abby Anderson? Probably not. Will we play any of these running backs? Hopefully not. Will we play another quarterback? Yes, because there's no way Jalen Hurts provides the consistency in his first full year as a starter that will allow you to feel totally relaxed. So I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence here. And we're going to put a rest to the quarterback position until it's time to start thinking about Deshaun Watson and chasing upside to win the league. We have a quarterback duo. We have of Jalen Hurts and Trevor Lawrence, both guys with rushing floors, both guys with upside. We have Alvin Kamara, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Miles Sanders, and Ronald Jones, four running backs, all that could finish all that should finish in the top 24 with Ronald Jones, of course, being, you know, up in the air in that area, but certainly has the upside to do that. We have receivers. We have three receivers that could finish as the wide receiver number one overall on a points per game basis. Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, excuse me, Michael Thomas and Julio Jones. We have Robbie Anderson who has guaranteed target share with a poor defense and a quarterback who is not afraid to throw the ball in tight windows and who has chemistry with him in the past. And we have a tight end in Hunter Henry who has a solid floor given that there are not a lot of receiving options around him in his offense. Tight end is clearly the weakest position on this team with that being said. And Evan Engram is still available. Will he last? Not sure. There are other guys at the tight end position we are looking at. Jared Cook, has a lot of upside. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are the one and two there from a receiving perspective. Austin Eckler is basically another receiver out there a lot of the time. But the Chargers are on a high-powered offense that will get the ball into the red zone quite a lot. And Jared Cook is a huge target who's coming in 
as the tight end number one with a relative lack of tight end two competition. Donald Parham is interesting, but he is not something you draft around. And Jared Cook is a tight end who is pretty consistently underrated the last three years. Six touchdowns, nine touchdowns, seven touchdowns. 900 yards in 2018, 700 yards in 2019, 500 yards in 2020 in just 15 games. We kind of like Jared Cook if he has tread on the tires. When he's had good quarterbacks recently in Oakland with Derek Carr, in New Orleans with a younger Drew Brees, he has been prolific. This is a guy who averages 12 yards per reception pretty consistently. And he's undervalued because he's old. This is a potential inefficiency in the market. Why is Jared Cook as the third option on his maybe fourth option in the receiving group, worse than Evan Engram, who is in an offense with Sterling Shepard, Saquon Barkley, and Kenny Galladay with a far worse quarterback and a much better defense. Do you think the talent gap really is that big between Engram and Cook? You know, Engram's more athletic at this stage in their careers, but Jared Cook is more shorthanded. Jared Cook is likely a better route runner, even with Evan Engram's receiving chops. He's certainly a better blocker to stay on the field. So I like Jared Cook. Cole Komet is also there. Cole Komet might have more upside as a potential third receiving option on his team with only Mooney and Allen Robinson ahead of him. Montgomery probably won't receive more than Cole Komet. Uh, Cole Komet, you know, into the system for his third year, possible breakout candidate. Another guy we've, Jake has really liked. Um, and, and, you know, when you're drafting on behalf of somebody, I think it's important to keep their views in mind. So Cole Komet and Jared Cook are probably the two guys I'm thinking about here. At the quarterback position, Fields, Ryan Watson left. Uh, not ready for Watson yet. We just took Lawrence. At the wide receiver position, uh, Rashad Bateman, Rondell Moore, Jalen Rager, some young guys. Marvin Jones, T.Y. Hilton, some old guys. Not a lot of differentiation there. Not a lot that I would worry so much about there. Um, one thing that I want to see here is which of the Raiders wide receivers are left. All right, Henry Ruggs is ranked as the number one wide receiver available. Brian Edwards is ranked uh, probably as the 15th best receiver available. We like Brian Edwards. A lot of buzz from camp this week. Probably the only player left with a chance to be the number one receiver on his team. Maybe with a better than, let me, let me rephrase, a better than 40% chance of being the number one wide receiver on his team. I don't think very highly of the Raiders defense, nor do I think highly of their offensive line so that Henry Ruggs can get downfield and be productive. So we really do like Brian Edwards here as somebody who can be the number two receiving option behind Darren Waller 
with a quarterback who is more than competent in Derek Carr. So we're not thinking about kicker and defense. There have been a few that have gone off the board, if you are wondering. Uh, this last round, just to put some perspective in, we've had Edwards, Gus Edwards, Corey Davis, Washington defense. Oh, there goes Cole Komet, Rashad Bateman, Naheem Hines, and Gerald Everett all come off the board. Now we're picking, we have some tight ends that I mentioned. Evan Engram and Jared Cook, chief among them. I think I like Jared Cook among those two. I think he'll be around for my next pick at 1303. So I'm going to pass on tight end in this round. Looking at running backs that are available, there's nothing that excites me. I'm not going to be making a pick there, nor am I going to pick a defense. So I'm going to pick a depth receiver here. Who is that depth receiver going to be? Where is their upside? I think the upside is with Brian Edwards. So I will be taking Brian Edwards with the 12.10. Brian Edwards is on the team. Now, going forward, we have the 1303 as an opportunity to get our tight end two. Evan Engram is off the board at 12.11. Jared Cook is still available. My partner, Jake, likes Austin Hooper. I certainly like Jerry Cook more than Austin Hooper from a ceiling perspective. But Austin Hooper does have a nice floor that will make him worth considering later on. Other tight ends outside of those options are straight flyers. Aiden Hurst, OJ Howard, Eric Ebron, all with competition. Dan Arnold, no competition, but not a lot of success in his track record. Nor do the Panthers throw to the tight end very frequently, at least in the Matt Rule era. So looking at our other options here, still like Jared Cook, I think he's the pick. In the running back position, Rashad Penny is available. Hello, I'm back. Somebody with a chance to have work. Jake, welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. back. I was able to take care of everything. Uh, looking at the team real quick, uh, I believe I missed, what was it, three or four rounds? Three picks. We picked Ronald Jones, then Hunter Henry, then Brian Edwards. Uh, I, I see. Russell Gage did go. Okay. Brian Edwards is fine. Uh, looking at it, I think we can get one of the Lions wide receivers towards the back. Uh I do see Hunter Henry here. Uh, do we want to get, I know we want to get another tight end. Uh, That's what I was talking about, Jake, with our audience. And the decision is basically Jared Cook versus Austin Hooper for me. And I like Jared Cook. I, I prefer Austin Hooper, if I'm being honest. Uh, Jared Cook, I can see the logic. Oh, let me... Jared Cook has a history of being better than Austin Hooper. And I like his situation more, Jake. I like passes from Justin Herbert in a high-octane passing offense rather That's... than passes from Baker Mayfield in a run-first offense that has two good receivers and tight end depth in David and Joku and uh, the rookie Harrison Bryant. I see it's... we have Ronald Jones as well. Why don't we – hmm. Uh, I was comfortable with Ferkser, I, but I think 
there's a real real path to upside with Jared Cook. He's kind of being slept on because he's older. But I'm also looking at the running backs. Is Chubba Howard still there? Chubba Howard's there, but there are plenty of other backup running backs available. All right. Um, what about Devin Singletary? No, I have no, okay. no reason to draft a, a running back in a committee where the winner of the committee is not going to be good. It's my feeling. Like when Ronald right. Jones beats up Fournette, he'll be good. I um, think I, I'm fine with Jared Cook. I'm fine with Jared Cook. I think at this point we're taking pot shots on tight ends. Yep. Um, we can, uh, we'll be streaming at that position. We'll be pretty fluid. Yes. There's I, Jared I, Cook on the team. I, I do think if he's there, though, in the 14th round, we should take Chubba Howard. Chubba we should Hubbard. take Chubba Hubbard. Chubba Hubbard. Uh, sorry. Chubba Hubbard, and I think we should take a, another running back, uh, like a JV and Hawkins, although we might be able to stream JV. Beginning yeah. our team comp, we have five wide receivers. We have four running backs, two quarterbacks, two tight ends. Uh, we are going to need to draft a defense and a kicker at some point. Uh, I did see Pittsburgh go. Uh, this is about the range. Uh, I'm loving Amon Ross St. Brown as a six-wide receiver. I think we can get away with that. I'll start to flag him. This is Marlon Mack is interesting. Yeah. Salvin Ahmed. Um, if we're looking at backup running backs, Darrington Evans is interesting. If Austin Hooper is there in round 14, do we just want to take him and then get another running back? I also saw we took Trevor Lawrence. I, I don't think we need to go quarterback anymore. I, I'm fine with Jalen Hurts, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Yep, after Trevor Lawrence, um, there was no quarterback who had the combination of rushing floor and week one availability, which I think is important with Jalen Hurts, just because we don't know exactly what we're getting from week one forward. Uh, but I think it's probably time to start talking about Deshaun Watson as well. So I will add him to the queue. Yeah. Uh, I, Deshaun's interesting. I don't know if he's going to play. I'm starting to look at these other teams. Uh, really... I don't think a lot of these teams are very strong here. Uh, just looking at it, uh, I think I think we might uh, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley. That team could be trouble. Although his wide receivers are not very good, uh, I think our team is pretty strong here. Uh, Chase Edmonds. Looking at the the teams here, right? There are clear flaws in most of these teams in running back or wide receiver. Uh, this there team goes Deshaun Watson. There goes Deshaun Watson. Deshaun I would not have been comfortable taking him in, anyways. Uh, I think, yeah, looking at it, these, uh, I, I think we have the strongest team here. 
I think the fact that quarterback and tight end are our two positions of question is pretty good. And I think the fact that we have strong running backs and strong wide receivers is very, very good. Looking at this team here, Pat Mahomes, Joe Mixon, Ezekiel Elliott, obviously this guy might have uh, – no, his running backs aren't super great outside of Mixon. And I I think we might have – Like, what's the wide receiver group on that Mixon-Elliott team? And not very good. It is uh, – C.D. Lamb, Cortland Sutton, Devonta Smith, Trey Quan Smith, D.J. Chark. I think that's, that could be a step below ours. Yes. Uh, he does have Pat Mahomes, but his tight ends are Higby, Trotman, Fersker, so he's also going with the tight end strategy. I think we have four starting running backs here. I think we take a couple pot shots on a couple guys. Yeah, Jake, I think it's important to talk about that philosophy here. In a 20-round draft, we are about to make our pick in the 14th round. So we have seven players left. Is that correct? Uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yes. Yes, seven players. In a perfect world, Jake, none of these players play a single snap for us besides the kicker and the defense. So what Well, we perfect world <laughs> is Amon Ross St. Brown breaks out. Even in an Amon Ra breakout year, hopefully Julio and Justin Jefferson are playing all of those snaps for us. So we're looking for guys that have the ceiling, like Chubba Hubbard if Christian McCaffrey goes down, like Amon Ra St. Brown if he breaks out. Oh, There goes Chubba. There goes Chubba. But I think the player with uh, potentially the, the highest ceiling left here is actually another quarterback, Taysom I Hill. I saw Taysom Hill. I am. Could Taysom Hill be a league winner, Jake, if he's averaging 80 rush yards a game with the best offensive coach in the NFL? Do even though think, I don't think he should start. I don't I think, think do we think he's going to start. Even if he doesn't start, Jake, we can just drop him. No harm, no foul. But if he does play, it's hard for me to imagine him being a quarterback too. He'd be a quarterback yep. one. I don't think we need to necessarily take Taysom now, though. I think he's still going to be there. Um, looking at it, uh, we have like Kevin Coleman, Kenneth Gainwell, Damian Williams here. Uh, we have Amin Ra. I don't think we need a ton of other wide receivers, but I do like taking Amin Ra around here. Smudgy Perrin. Do we want to take Amon and then as the last receiver on the team? Go ahead. Yes, let's take let's take Amon and then and then with our next pick here, I think it's a it's a running back or Taysom Hill pick. Uh, I don't like the tight ends. I think they're all kind of the same at this point. Maybe there's some upside with Moali Cox. Maybe, uh, but but not enough to have me draft him over you know potential league winner Taysom Hill. The question I have, uh, you know, if Miles Gaskin goes down, is Salvan Ahmed a league winner? Probably not. I think he's. I think he's a guy who's serviceable. 
I think Marlon Mack is much better here. With Naheem Hines there, though, you'll never be a true bell cow unless there are two injuries. So I think Taysom Hill is the pick here. And then we can think about, you know, which of these high upside running backs is the guy later on with the most upside. But nobody has league winning upside like Taysom does in this group. Because we've never seen a quarterback like Taysom before who will be run first. Maybe Lamar Jackson is run first, but he's trying not to be run first. Taysom Hill is not in that same position where he's trying to be not run first. So I think Taysom's the pick here. Jake, are you going to give him to me? Hmm. I think think we can get away with Taysom in round 16. He's the fourth quarterback available. He just has way more upside than all these other guys, Jake. He does. I. Hmm. We can take Jameis too, and with our last pick, lock up that quarterback room. I think there there's a quarterback one in there. Who, whoever's starting. Uh, yeah. Let's let's do let's do Taysom, and then let's let's okay. do. Uh, we can. We'll do Taysom, Marlin. Jameis, Ahmed, kicker defense. Jake, pull up the defense list for me. Let me know which of these defenses are available, okay? Is the, Dolph- is the Dolphins the Dolphins defense, are they available? Yes. Put them in the queue. I, I, I know the Rams defense is gone. Is the Giants defense available? Yes. Put them in the queue. I love that week one matchup against the Broncos. Is I know the 49ers are taken. I know the Steelers are taken. Um, I know the Washington football team defense is taken. Is the Seahawks defense available? Yeah. Put them in the queue. Week one against the Colts could be attractive without wins. Jacob Eason would be the worst starting quarterback in the NFL if he were to start week one. Um, so I think those are our, probably our options for a streaming style defense. I think of those options, the Giants have the or the Giants and Dolphins have the best actual defenses. I so. I agree with the Dolphins. Uh, actually, I have the Dolphins as my number two defense. So I love the Dolphins defense this year. Patriots have been good in Week Ones in the past. Um, they but, do play the Patriots week one. And Xavier and Howard potentially being traded is a make or break factor for that defense. Jake, we've gone through the Giants defense before roster wise. There are really no holes. Week one matchup against the Denver Broncos, probably a bottom 10 offense in football. I think that's might be the defense. Um, I think we start with the Giants. But I think. Uh, Looking at this list of defenses, they are not ranked particularly high. I think we'll be able to get them later. Mm-hmm. They should fall for us. Daniel Carlson, Brandon McMahon, Manis are there at kicker. I'm not. I'm not stressing those. Yeah, kicker wise, uh, I think Robbie Gold is interesting. Um, just a lot of upside there. That offense moves the ball no matter what. But 
not worried about kicker. Okay. I think it's important to note for the viewing audience that in FFPC, the minimum waiver bid is $1, not $0. So streaming does cost you the ability to spend all of your money on the obvious waiver wire superstar. For example, if Salvan Ahmed was not drafted and Miles Gaskin got hurt, Salvan Ahmed would be worth 999 out of 1,000 waiver dollars, most likely. But because you have to spend, you know, a dollar to stream every week, every week you want to stream kicker and defense, that is costing you that option. So it's important to have a defense and kicker you're confident in for week one and week two, just so you're not throwing away random waiver dollars that could be used early in the waiver season when those superstars in waiting could be uh, out there as a result of injury. Here's a question for you, Brent. Okay. Kenneth Gainwell and Daryl Henderson, sorry, Daryl Williams are still there, right? Right. Do we want to, in the event of an injury to like Clyde Edwards Hilaire or Miles Sanders, want to have those insurance policies or do we think See, I think, I think there are running backs where it makes sense to have an insurance policy, and then there's Miles Sanders and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. With Miles Sanders, if he were to go down, we would see Carrion Johnson, Kenneth Gainwell, and Boston Scott all get work. And if Clyde Edwards-Alaire were to get hurt, we would see Daryl Williams and Jarek McKinnon both get work. So because you're not getting a uh, solo backfield, I don't see the need to draft the handcuff. I'd rather draft Salvin Ahmed, who probably would be the only guy getting work on his team. Agreed. Looking at the other running backs, are there any other guys that would immediately step into that role? Maybe Xavier Jones, if Daryl Henderson were to get hurt. But who knows? Marlon Mack. Might not make the roster. Naheem Hines is there, Jake. I'm worried about Naheem Hines. Malcolm well, Naheem Brown. Hines was getting passing work when Marlon Mack was the starter anyways. I think, though, in the event of a Jonathan Taylor injury, or maybe even the Colts, with the quarterbacks kind of getting hobbled, act like the Browns and just run the football 30, 40 times a game. It's possible without Carson Wentz, Marlon Mack gets 10 carries week one. I do see that as a possibility. I, I don't mind Marlon Mack here at all, Jake, if you want to take him. I, I like do that. think Marlon Mack is the play here. And then we can get uh, – and then we get Ahmed. Then I think we decided on Jameis. And then we'll just – so quarterback, I don't believe we are going to stream. The only positions that we could stream if it goes wrong is tight ends. Although I think Hunter Henry is fine here. Yeah, with, with 20 teams in the league, the tight end waiver wire is much thinner than we're going to be used to. Or not 20 teams in the league, 20 spots on the roster. So picking up a third tight end before the end of the draft might make some sense. Uh, do you want to take Chris Herndon or one of the Colts tight ends? Or would you rather have the ups? I see, because here's my thinking, Jake. 
we're only going to keep one of the Saints quarterbacks on the roster. So, right so after. So, do you want to start with Taysom and then if he gets. I think we draft them both. And then as soon as they announce the week one starter, we can drop the other one and pick up a tight end that could break out week one. Yes, I agree. What about like a CJ Azuma? Uh, yes. So I think right now it's Jameis Winston is the pick. And then Uzoma can be our 20th round pick. Uh, no, Uzuma is the guy that will flag in free agency once they announce the starter. Yep, 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 yep. That works too. Okay. Um, do you think we need to do Jameis this round, or do you think we can do Ahmed and then Jameis? Um, so uh, we have four picks left, 17, 18, 19, 20. The ideal path here is Ahmed, Winston, Giants defense, and kicker. Um, but if I didn't get Winston, I'd be sadder than not getting Ahmed. All right, I'll, I'll give you Winston then. And now what we just did, we have the Saints quarterback room, which is likely to produce a quarterback one. It has done so basically every season for the last 15 years. We have Jalen Hurts with quarterback one upside, and we have Trevor Lawrence with quarterback one upside. So we have the floor from the Saints. We have the ceiling from our starters, our regular starters. I feel very good about our quarterback situation, Jake. Yes, I think the quarterback situation is pretty good. Obviously, we're going to start Jalen Hurts week one unless something happens. But I believe that... Not so fast. Week one, Trevor Lawrence against the Texans might be too good to pass up. That is appealing. We'll we'll decide that post-draft. The the Eagles play the the Falcons, though. Both attractive matchups for sure. Okay. We have Nelson Aguilar off the board as the first Patriots receiver off the board. Wow. Now that uh, actually it's possible Jacoby Myers has already been drafted, but even still just not a lot of competition for Hunter Henry. Feels like he has a solid, solid, solid reception floor in a situation like that. There's a ton of there's a ton of wide receivers. There is no reason that you need to you need to stress on wide receiver. There's like a trillion options here in free agency. Uh, Quinton Cephas, he was a potential breakout. Uh, yeah, at the wide receiver list, guys who are appealing. Uh, you know, these are the guys who you want to know week one whether or not they're going to be good. Marquez Talloway will be in the running for wide receiver one on the Saints. And you'll know after week one whether or not he has that job or whether or not he lost that job. Uh, Paris Campbell, also week one, you would find out what is his role. Is he ancillary to Pittman and Hilton? or is he part of that rotation? But I think Wentz makes him much less attractive. So the, I think Callaway is the only interesting receiver left. Um, but if Salvin Ahmed is there, you know, I might even like Callaway more, but but in, the, in FFPC, there are no trades. Is that correct, Jake? Yes, no trades in FFPC. You're, you're, you're stuck with the team you draft with. If you If you have too many flaws, can't really fix them. That's why that's why we did we went so heavy in the trenches. 
So because I, there are no trades, it doesn't make as much sense to go after a guy like Callaway. We're not really going to be able to cash in on that upside because we're going to be continuing to start Julio Jones and Justin Jefferson pretty much regardless of how and Michael well Thomas and Robbie Anderson or whoever. Yeah, and, and Robbie Anderson, I mean, like if Marquez Callaway came out week one with 100 yards and a touchdown, I'd still probably start Robbie Anderson over him in the flex week two, which kind of defeats the purpose of having the upside flyer in Marquez Callaway. So, but I still, he's still the most useful receiver available in, in round number 20. Um, but yeah, we have taken the maximum number of quarterbacks allowed in with four quarterbacks. Oh, we did? I didn't know that. Marquez Callaway was just taken at the 17-12. So now I'm totally disregarding the wide receiver position. We're just looking at Salvin Ahmed here. Uh, yep, Salvin Ahmed. Rashad Penny is just as good as Salvin Ahmed. Maybe better. Jake, what are your thoughts on Rashad Penny versus Ahmed? Does Penny get more work if there's a starter injury? And does he get more work without a starter injury? I think the answer might be yes to both questions. I think Rashad Penny might actually get more work here. Uh, although Rashad Penny did not get a lot of touches last year. He only got 11. He was hurt the, the full season. I think it's a week one. Was he hurt the full season? Yeah, I like Penny. I like our defenses. Giants defense still available. Dolphins defense just taken. So Seattle, week one matchup with Colts with no Wentz. I do have them in a similar vein. Rashad Penny, Salman Ahmed, and Malcolm Brown. I do think Rashad Penny might be the play here just because outside of Chris Carson, there's not a lot of competition there. Mm-hmm. And I think Rashad Penny probably gets five carries week one. Salvin Ahmed might not get those week one carries because of Malcolm Brown and because of Tua's own rushing ability. Okay, we are up So is, Rama, is Rashad Penny here the pick? And then I think we should probably do kicker. Uh, I think. Although the, it doesn't matter if we do kicker or defense. Let's let's look at defense. Kansas yep. City. Oh, no, Miami's gone, so we'll, we'll do New York defense and the New York Giants. Yeah, let's go Penny here. I agree. Love the upside. And now we have defenses available. I still really like the Giants defense. and I, I, like I agree. I think the Giants have a great week one matchup. Where is the weakness? on a defensive line with Leonard Williams and strong defensive end play from Dexter Lawrence, the young guy, with a cornerback group that includes James Bradbury, Logan Ryan, Dory Jackson, and Jabril Peppers, it's going to be hard to pass on the Giants. So while, and you know, when the team is running all over you, it's hard for them to score as many points as when they're passing all over you. So the, the floor is much better for the Giants defense than most. Just feels like a pretty solid option. I will say that the FFPC defensive scoring really rewards not allowing a lot of points and does not reward 
giving up an intermediate amount of points. Like if you give up 17 points in your ESPN league, you still benefit from that. If you give up 24 points, you're not going to get punished for that. But in FFPC, you only get... Oh, no, points. FFPC, you don't get punished, I don't believe. You only get points if your defense gives up 10 points or fewer. Or if they get a sack or an interception or right, something like right. that. But, but I think... You don't get points for that 21 and under range on ESPN. It's a much tougher 10 or fewer. So you need your defense to have a lot of weekly upside that comes from playing another bad team. We're going to take the Giants here. We just saw uh, Cole Beasley get taken, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's interesting in the 19th round. He's definitely going to be a starter. Looking at the other teams here in the league, Brandon, where do you think we stack? I'm looking for us at the very least to be a playoff team. I think we are absolutely a playoff team here, looking at these other teams. Uh, there's a couple teams, I think, that are pretty strong here uh, that aren't, like, without weaknesses, but can still be really strong contenders, depending right, on if it go, goes right. Let's go team by team here for the audience. So this first team, the Flashers, they have an elite wide receiver group that includes Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, Robert Woods and DJ Moore. This is your pure play zero RB team. Their running backs they drafted were likely in rounds seven, eight, and nine. With Looking Michael at Carter, six Damian through nine. Harris, six through nine. Michael Carter, Damian Harris, Raheem Mostert, David Johnson. There is not a lot of running back upside here, but our wide receiver upside is the same as theirs. Do you agree, Jay? I think so. Uh, I think Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins is very good. Uh, I, I forgot we took Michael Thomas in round six. Uh, once he's healthy, I think we definitely have that upside. But for now, when we're starting Julio, Robbie Anderson, Julio, and Justin, Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Actually, I think even starting Julio, Robbie Anderson, Justin Jefferson, we have a decent uh, – we have a comparable – it might be a and little this, better. This team but... has Kyler Murray, and basically what they're counting on is their Kyler Murray advantage over our quarterbacks to be enough to make up for all this running back. They don't have it. This team is not a good enough zero RB team. I don't think so either. Because our receivers the tight are ends. They don't have anything there that scares me. Johnu, I think, is about the same as Hunter Henry. Maybe a little, yeah, maybe a I little mean, more, but not not by a lot. Looking at the next team, Tom Brady at quarterback, Derek Henry, Aaron Jones at running back. All right, that's very solid start, very similar to our team. But then you get to the wide receiver group, and you see Mike Evans, Brandon Ayuk, T. Higgins, Will Fuller. Good guy. I like Mike Evans here, but outside of that, the rest of these guys don't seem like they're going to. They don't do have a lot. the upside of our guys. This team does have T.J. Hawkinson, so you can it include does. that in there as another you know top tier weapon. But I don't think their advantage at the uh, the tight end at wide receiver. I don't think I don't think this team's gonna have enough firepower from wide receiver two or the flexes to really make the playoffs here. And then Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins are obviously capped as quarterbacks because they don't run. Okay, looking at the third team, Josh Allen at quarterback. So they have a small advantage against our team, but can he make up for it, or can we make up for it? His running backs are McCaffrey, Swift, 
Hunt. I think our t- his his running backs are probably as good as our running backs. I think that's fair to say. I think uh, I think Christian McCaffrey makes it as good as ours. But if he didn't have yep. Christian McCaffrey, I like Kalair more than Swift. Mm-hmm. I like, I like Sanders, Sanders more than Hunt. Yeah, but then you get to the wide receiver group: Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay, Deontay Johnson. That is a good group, but it can't compete with Michael Thomas, Justin Jefferson, Julio Jones. They have no advantage at tight end with Logan Thomas. Very good defenses with San Francisco and Pittsburgh, but I don't think this team has it. Drafting two defenses is very something you shouldn't do. Logan Thomas as the only tight end is also something you shouldn't do. You should have at least two tight ends on the roster. I think this team is out, even with Josh Allen. Next team, Matt Stafford, Deshaun Watson. If Watson plays, that's a nice bit of upside, but – who knows? Looking at the running back group, Dobbins, Carson, Eckler, Barkley. Great running back group is great here. Great group. Better than ours. But better the receivers than ours. Are, are, are way worse good. than ours. Adam Thielen, Michael Gallup, Russell Gage, Corey Davis, Jarvis Landry. You like Russell Gage, but Russell Gage is not as good as Russell Michael Gage Long is nice because here. he'll be a top 30 wide receiver, but this team has zero chance at any of these people being in the top 12 at the end of the year. I think the wide receivers in this team are going to sink them. Uh, Noah Fant, OJ Howard, and Zach Ertz. The tight end group isn't great here. And then he just took Dwayne Estridge as well. Uh, Obviously, our team, we have Hertz, Lawrence, and someone on the Saints. I think our running back group is possibly the best one in this league. Uh, It's comparable with the top groups here. Obviously, our wide receivers, I think, are comparable as well. A lot of star power here. Tight end's probably our biggest weakness, but most teams, I think, are are not going to have a great time with tight ends. It's, I think, the most negligible of the weaknesses between that and quarterback. I'm really liking our team here. I think our, our team, I expect it to be a playoff team, potentially a bye team, if it, if it breaks right. Next up, we have Rodgers, Matt Ryan, good quarterback room, but look at this running back group, Jake. Ew. Chase Edmonds, James Robinson, Alexander Madison, Tevin Coleman. Wide receiver room has Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley. Wow. But come on, they're going to get 15 points a week from the running back position. We're going to get 40. I think we're going to get 40 something. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, then the tight ends again. Kyle Pitts, I think, is going to be really awesome, but he took Kyle Pitts in round three when he could have. He used a lot of early capital in the tight end position. I And then he took five defenses and kickers. This, this team's out. Don't see it. Don't see it here. I'm, I've Chase Edmonds you know, takes over that backfield, then they can start to make up the gap. But, like, there are zero RB teams, and then there's this team. We are up to pick a kicker, Jake. Let's take a 30-second break. I'm going through the rosters to pick one. You want your guy, Brandon McManus, but he's playing our defense. I don't love that. Brandon McManus is my kicker one, but Daniel Carlson is my kicker four. And I feel as though the Raiders will be more reliable than the Broncos. Against the Ravens on, on Sunday night football. I think that could be fun, Jake, to root for Dylan for, for Daniel Carlson. 
I'm I think we should take Daniel Carlson. Okay, let me lock that in. We got him. And our Mr. Irrelevant pick of the draft is coming up here in a moment. So I think we can we can wait around to see who that's gonna be. This last round grouping here, Dwayne Eskridge, Christian Kirk, Tariq Cohen, Diami Brown, Sony Michelle, Demarcus Robinson among the skill players. Diami Brown with uh, Curtis Samuel might might be out week one. Could be uh, an interesting option. Could be. Definitely could be. Depending on how long this podcast is, uh, uh, we might want to record a uh, what is it? A, uh, a breakdown one instead or like a highlights and then leave the live one in our back pocket, depending. Or I, I, I don't know how, how it works on the system. Al Lazard was the second to last pick. Uh, but we'll, we'll figure that one out later. I'll message you once we're done here. Well, once I figure everything out, make sure all our audio is good. Because we've had good audio on all the other ones, but if it's bad, then we can just do like a recap or something. Here's the team that took Travis Kelsey at 1-6. They have Nick Chubb, David Montgomery. I think that's pretty good. But outside, oh, Daryl Henderson's not bad. His running back group is pretty good, but it's a little shallow. Uh, he only has four. Uh, the wide receivers, I don't think, are as good as ours. Pittman, Claypool, Ruggs, Diami Brown, Cook, Samuel. Curtis Samuel, who's hurt, by the way. Tight ends outside of Travis Kelsey are fine. Three quarterbacks, Lamar, Baker, David, Derek Carr. Uh, I Yeah, this team has lots of upside in their quarterback and tight end positions. Uh, they tried to build a complete team, but there's, no, there's not a ton of upside in the running back room. They're really dependent on... Daryl Henderson uh, being more than a flex, which he oh, might be. No. But... Oh, no, Mr. Relevant was CJ Ozuma. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, no. Well, uh, it's done. Uh, Eric Ebron is there, though. So yeah. their team has, you know, they've put their upside in, in interesting places. Uh, I like Brandon Cooks and Chase Claypool, a lot of upside there, but just don't think this team will have the points per week that it takes. Um, I don't think at the next team here, Goody, three shoes, good quarterback, Justin Herbert, running back room led by Najee Harris. Is I think a little underwhelming here, but not a lot in terms of RB2s, just a lot of uh dice rolls. They have Darren Waller, which is nice as well, but they you'd expect with a team like this to have pretty good receivers, and, and they really don't. Allen Robinson, Jamar Chase. Uh, pretty dependent on some breakouts from some crowded receiver rooms. Uh, I think the the team here is not very deep at running back, not very deep at wide receiver. I don't know that the quarterback tight ends is going to help lift them to a playoff spot. Here we have Dak Prescott, Justin Fields. Uh, I like Dak a lot. Going into the running backs, we have Jonathan Taylor. And then the next running back is Tony Pollard. That is something else. Um, yes, this is a modified zero RB strategy here. The more like that, hero ball, I'd say. Um, uh, this is the team that took George Kittle at the turn, at the 2-1 yeah, turn. Their wide receiver room is Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper. A lot of guys that have a good chance of being in the back end of the wide receiver one grouping. But when I make a team that is modified zero RB or zero RB, you're trying to find guys that'll be at the top of the wide receiver one room, not the bottom. Um, 
nah, not doing it for me. Nope. Skip one has Ryan Tannehill, Joe Burrow, two quarterbacks we like. In the running back room, they have Antonio Gibson, Miles Gaskin. That's uh, it's an okay. Miles room. is probably going to end up being a RB two, but again, the running backs here aren't super deep. Uh, wide receivers, Stefan Diggs, obvious one. Then Chris Godwin, Odell. These wide receivers are Terry McLaurin. This is a good wide receiver room. Yeah, four guys, all really strong. Robert Tunyon, I like. Uh, however, I think he's comparable to a lot of tight ends. I think most of the tight ends here are pretty comparable. Uh, this team is one of the better teams, I think. Yeah, I think so. Not a lot of obvious flaws. But the question, like, our running back, two is much better than theirs. There, but but where where is uh, – and our, our running back, one, is much better than theirs as well. Where are they much better than us? No, I don't – maybe quarterback, depending on what happens. Mm-hmm. I think our guys have as much upside. If, if, all yeah. those, if all of our guys didn't hit, I'd be shocked. Yeah, I think we hit on one quarterback. Right. Uh, looking at the next team, Pat Mahomes, like that. Mixon and Elliott, like that. Like that. What do uh, they Lindsay Etienne, don't like. I, I think it's, that's nice depth at the running back position, but it seems yeah. like Travis, the Travis Etienne pick probably should have gone to a receiver here. After C.D. Lamb, they are counting on Devonta Smith and Cortland Sutton and with a lot, there's a lot of uncertainty there. There's a lot of week to week. This team has a lot of wide receivers. He's taken a lot of shot at the position. Again, I think this is one of the better teams because Joe Mixon is Ezekiel Elliott. I think that's a very strong running back group. Uh, Demarcus Robinson in the twenty uh, pick twenty is interesting. Although I think Nicole Hardman's the guy, the wide receiver too. Tight ends. Uh, about average, I'd say. Could be Trotman. Uh, you have two guys with a chance to break out. I think this team more. could be a playoff team. I don't know if it has championship upside, but I and, do. I do see it as a playoff team. And the last team here, good quarterback with Russell Wilson, good tight end and Mark Andrews. So if the running backs and the receivers are solid, we have a lot of upside here. But looking at this running back room. Dalvin Cook, and then a lot of committee backs. Gordon, Javante Williams, Josh Jacobs, James Conner. One of those guys probably wins their team's job. Looking at the receiver room, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Juju Smith-Schuster. I think those are good wide receivers to have in a PPR league. I think D.K. is going to regress a little bit, but A.J. is going to go up. Juju uh, is just going to get peppered with targets because he's a short-range guy. So those are three wide receivers who I think are, are you're you're fine with. You're going to get like forty to fifty out of them a game. Uh, Mark Andrews to me is not super appealing. At round four, he probably could have taken a running back there. Josh Jacobs is probably going to end up in RB two, but yeah, I think uh, that he this have, like, team had to invest a lot in the running back position in rounds five through ten because they took Mark Andrews. And if they had just invested in the running back position in round five, or I guess they took Mark Andrews in round four, they took a running back then, they could have saved themselves a lot of trouble and taken a, a few shots at tight end if they really wanted to. Uh, but, you know, overall, it is a good team. The only hole is running back two. And 
saying that Josh Jacobs and Melvin Gordon is a bad running back too is, is a lie. That's a pretty solid running back too. If you uh, pick your spots correctly. So that's a good team too. Yeah. I think that is a good team. Uh, I think, well, there were some teams that I think were not great. I What's interesting is a team that has Mostert and David Johnson as their running backs is a team owned by a very experienced player and that on the FFPC denotes that they've won leagues at a thousand dollars plus or they've entered a thousand leagues and I don't know anyone that's entered a thousand leagues so interesting to see I don't think they did a really good strategy uh looking here I don't really see a team better than ours and I know we have we're, we're kind of clouding our vision with goggles here uh yeah, I, I think you know, there could be, there certainly always could be teams that are better than our team, but there are no teams that are more complete than our team up the middle with running back and wide receiver. Yes, I think that's fair. I think quarterback, we have a ton of upside. And I think in quarterback, I think we will have a QB1, whether it's Lawrence or Hertz or whoever comes out of the Saints. And then again, tight end, it's such a shallow position that we don't really, there's not like a ton of guys here that are going to really push teams over the edge. Uh, I do like Hunter Henry though. I think, I think he could definitely do something here. Uh, Hunter Henry had quite a number of leagues where he was over 10 points per game. I think including against Miami. So he's going to be interesting. Looking at the available players, just to wrap this up here, there are quarterbacks available to stream. Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, Cam Newton, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mac Jones. Uh, I suspect that these guys will dry up as um, – people decided that their flyers didn't work out. So I yeah. still stand by, you know, taking three quarterback rooms, four quarterbacks overall. And then looking at what tight ends could be interesting for us if, or as a replacement for whatever Saints quarterback doesn't have the week one starting job, there are some uh, interesting options. Chris Herndon will be a week one starter for the Jets without a lot of competition with the rookie quarterback. Jack Doyle has been solid in the past. If there are good camp reports about Pat Fryermuth, he has receiving upside in Pittsburgh, especially if they need to keep a tight end on the field because the offensive line cannot block. Yep. Uh, Dan Arnold in Carolina. He had some big games last year for Arizona. But I think... Uh, Jack Doyle and Chris Herndon are probably where I would take my shots among the free agent tight ends. Tim Tebow as well, obviously. Okay, Javion Hawkins is available if we hear good things about him and Kemp. He's sure to be picked up. Ramondre Stevenson is injured, but he has a floor. 
Um, and then just lastly at the wide receiver room, Tyrell Williams, he has week one potential for Detroit. Could be interesting to pick up right before week one. With uh, not a lot else on the wire, Nico Collins, I suppose, with Randall Cobb out of town, could start the year as the second outside receiver in Houston, but not too excited there if Tyrod Taylor's the quarterback, especially. If, if Deshaun Watson's the quarterback, Nico Collins is probably worth an ad. Yeah. But yeah, that is it for our podcast today. Jake, do you have any closing words? I'm really liking this team. Obviously, I think we got a lot of value. I think uh, these back-end guys, I think, have a ton of upside. Uh, Ronald Jones, I think, is probably going to start at some point. No, Ronald Jones is a starter, I think. Uh, even with uh, Leonard Fournette's playoffs, I think they're still in a timeshare. Uh, Marlon Mack, I think, is I think a sneaky ad. Obviously, he's toward his Achilles. Uh, I think he's a, uh, I think he's going to have, I think he's going to have that background backup role on lockdown in Indianapolis, Rashad Penny. Uh, I think that's, I think that's really, I think he's a, I think he's a sleeper. And if Chris Carson ever gets into the timeshare, Penny's going to be the one to add. I'm liking this team. And then Michael Thomas, obviously I think could be a league winner. I agree completely, Jake. All right. Peace out, everybody. All right. Yep.